you are now tuning in to the Mind Body Podcast, where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lidor Dayan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm your host, Lidor Dayan. And in this episode, I had the honor to speak with Heaven Karmikov. Maybe some of you know him by his amazing YouTube channel, which he has the top 10 rules for success and many, many other videos for entrepreneurs. In my opinion, his channel is the best channel in the world for all entrepreneurs around the world and even for any other person that want to develop skills and become a better human being. So Evan and I talked about several topics and uh, what I truly can tell you that Evan is a very humble guy and I got really inspired by his mission and his mission is to solve the biggest problem in the world which he thinks is untapped human potential and a lack of belief, belief in ourselves, belief in our abilities and we all have that inner conflict within ourselves. So I really believe that uh, this interview can be very helpful for you and you might uh, see uh, some good insight about yourself and how you can become better from this interview. So thanks again, Heaven, for being on the show. And without further ado, let's begin the interview. Welcome, Evan, to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm really honored to have you on the show. And I want to start by saying uh, thank you for your amazing channel. I believe uh, your channel is the best channel for entrepreneurs in the world. Uh, I've been seeing your stuff for several years now, so thank you very much. I appreciate that, man. That, that uh, it's humbling. What, what's your favorite video on the channel? Uh, I, most of the Tony Robbins stuff, like because okay. the, the, there is so many. The top ten rules of Tony Robbins. Uh, yep. Recently, I saw Bruce Lee stuff. Uh, I really love the way that uh, uh, you thinking, because uh, the way you you actually you take the best stuff, and I, I can see like uh, how you can relate everything to entrepreneurship. So that's really amazing, man. Cool, man. Thank you. So I would like to start a little bit about uh, how everything started for you, this channel, because I know that uh, this is not something that you actually thought about doing in when you just started out, right? Yeah, I think people overthink things. You know, I think the more you can go from idea to trying, idea to trying, idea to trying, the more successful you'll be in life and in business. So for me, I had an idea to start a YouTube channel. The goal wasn't to be YouTube famous. The goal was twofold. One, I just sold my business. I was 22 years old. Um, and I started getting asked to answer questions. And I was doing a lot of that just by email. And then eventually I thought, hey, what if I just make a video and I can answer that person's question? And if anybody else has that question, they can learn from it as well. That combined with I am a visual learner and I love learning from people like Tony Robbins. And sometimes the entrepreneurs that I want to learn from, you'd have to watch, you know, 40 hours of footage to get 40 minutes of really great stuff. And so I thought, you know, why doesn't somebody put that together? And since nobody did, I thought I'd make it myself. And so those two things, but it's just, just getting started. Like you get an idea, 
you want to try something, just go and try it. I think people overthink things and, and talk themselves down from doing great things because they're not sure how it's all going to work out. You never know how it's all going to work out. And the best you can do is go and start trying. And once you start something, because I can see for myself and many other people as well, when you start something and it doesn't really work, then you start to like trying too many stuff and you get yourself overwhelmed and you're not really committed to one thing. So how, how would you say uh, to, to refocus yourself each time because our times are going to come, you know? Yeah, so I think it depends on where you're at in life. I think we go, I think life is this, is this roller coaster. And I think there are some moments where you know with absolute certainty what you need to be doing. You know, maybe it's making a podcast, maybe it's having a YouTube channel, maybe it's writing a book. Like, you know that it's a thing because you've tried a bunch of stuff. And then that's the moment where you, you put your blinders on and you say, I'm, I'm focusing. I'm not letting anything else get in my way. But if you have no idea what you're doing, then you should be testing out a whole bunch of things. You should be trying out everything and just to get a taste expecting zero results but just paying attention to did I like that did I enjoy it do you want to come back and do it again just like when you're when you're dating you want to you can't know if you're gonna marry this person you can't go on a first date and say I'm gonna marry this person this is the person I'm gonna marry you go and you go on a bunch of dates and you learn and and you won't know if the person's right for you just by looking at their profile you have to go and meet them and so I, I think there's that with with our business opportunities you won't know if you're going to be a great YouTuber or a great podcast host or a great author or a great shoe salesperson or whatever until you start doing it. Expect to suck at the beginning, but then if you find that you love the thing, the people who win the most, they love the process of doing the work. So if you find that thing that you love, then that's when you put the blinders on and say, this is what I'm going to focus the next X amount of my uh, life to. Do you think that uh, it has to be something you love from the beginning or you just like, you start something you like? and you develop the, the love over time. Yeah, you may not like instantly love it right away, yes. but if you hate it, then it's probably not something that you, you want to go back and keep doing. Um, really, the test should be, do I want to go back and do it again? Like if you go on a date with a girl, you may not love her from the first date, but do you want to go back on a second date? It's the same thing. If you make your first YouTube video, you may not love it yet, but I'm, I'm curious enough about it that I want to go back and try it again. I think you should try everything once. I think you should try making a YouTube video. I think you should try rock climbing. I think you should try salsa dancing. I think you should try sushi. Like, try everything once and then just see, do I want to go back and try it again? Where I think where people really make the mistake is they try to think their way through things. You can't think your way through if you're going to like sushi or not. You can't think your way through if you're going to love YouTube or not. The best way to do it is just to go out and try. And if you like it enough to go back and do it a second time, that's the beginning stages of a potential passion of yours. Do you think that uh, you have to win in order to get yourself driven again and again? Because you're going to lose a lot, but you need some little wins as well, no? Uh, I think you should tie your self-respect to your effort, not the results. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be proud of the effort that I put in. I don't really care that much about winning and hitting a certain goal. I think, I think people have... I think people mess themselves up. Like I think if you were to win a race against three-year-olds, you shouldn't pat yourself on the back and say, good job. Like it's against three-year-olds. But if you lost a race to Usain Bolt, but you practice really, really hard on it, you lost, but you should be proud of the effort. And so what I think of is, I want to be proud of the effort that I put in every day. And with anything, with anything that you want to get good at, it's a skill. And the more you practice it, the better you're going to get at it. So if you keep putting in the effort every day and you're proud of the effort, like 
when you go to sleep tonight, you put your head on the pillow, you say, am I proud of the effort that I put in today to start accomplishing some of my dreams? And if it's yes, good job, because if you keep doing that, you will get better. And if it's like, no, but I got some wins, I, don't, I, think, I think you're teaching yourself ultimately to lose. Like I think people are looking for uh, a lot of the wrong wins, and if you tie your respect to the result as opposed to the effort, you're going to lose. If you could, uh, for example, see uh, yourself in the beginning, what would you suggest to your early self when you just started up? I would tell my early self to believe more. You know, believe is my one word, and I would go back and say, you need to believe more. Believe more in your abilities. Believe more that you can have a big impact. Believe more in your strengths. Like, stop waiting. Believe more. And and the real mind twist is, I think if you go talk to 90-year-old Evan and come back to right now, 30, how old am I? 38-year-old Evan, it would be the same thing. You got to believe more. Yeah, I think this is the number one thing we all... Uh have trouble with, uh, with believing in ourselves, and the more we have a lack of this, the more we consume of other stuff from YouTube, from uh, so many places, because we don't really believe in our own self and ability. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the world's biggest problem. It's what I'm trying to solve. I think everybody could be Michael Jordan at something. Everybody has Michael Jordan level talent at something. Most people, one, either never discover it because they're thinking their way out of things, they never try it, or two, they found it, but they don't believe in themselves enough to go after and pursue it. So what would you say uh, are some of the tools that help you to reshape yourself and believe in yourself more? I think it starts with identifying what is the thing that you're missing the most. So if it's belief that you want more of in your life, the best Thing I can recommend is surrounding yourself with something that gives you a daily belief system change and so I found it through my videos like I make my videos selfishly for myself because I want them because I want to be around Elon Musk and I want to be around Tony Robbins and the more that I consume that on a daily basis not just like one day of binge watching and expecting that to change your life but consistently every day that you wake up and you do the thing that helps you feel courageous and bold whatever that is for me it's videos for somebody watching or listening, maybe it's meditating outside with their cat. Like, awesome. Do the thing that makes you feel bold, confident, courageous, unstoppable every single morning, and you'll find that that shifts you with time. You may not feel different from today to yesterday to last week, but with every coming week and every coming month, you'll notice a shift in yourself. And if you look back six months, you'll say, wow, I really, I'm a lot more bold. I'm a lot, I'm a lot more confident. I believe in myself a lot more because you did the daily actions, just like going to the gym. Like you go into the gym daily, in three months, and six months, you'll notice real big gains, but from one day to the next, you won't see a difference. Mm -hmm. So from all your 5,000 videos that you released to YouTube, right. uh, if we can uh, compress it into your own top 10 rules to become a successful entrepreneur, what would it be? Uh, I don't know if I'll go through 10 here. because We can years. go to five, okay. Yeah, I mean, I would say believe is always at the core for me. So so the people who have success believe in themselves. They believe in their work. They believe that, that it's, that it's going to work out for them. They believe in their mission. And I think that's one of the biggest things that people uh, lack. Um, two, I would say to start. Like the successful people start. They don't overthink things. They start, they have an idea, and they just start doing it. Uh, three, I would say they create an environment for success. So what what is your environment look like, whether it's a physical environment, what's in your office, whether it's the environment of the people around you, surrounding yourself with people who build you up, who lift you up, 
uh, whether it's reading books, whether it's watching videos, listening to podcasts, like something on the daily that builds you up for success. Uh, four, I would say not listening to the little man, the, the, the negative people, the haters, the naysayers, I call that the little man, the people who find all the reasons why uh, you're not going to make it, all the reasons why you, know, you don't have enough money, your resources or talent, and they'll just tell you why you suck, but they're not off doing anything great themselves. Um, and so they successful people ignore little man, they ignore the naysayers. And if I had to pick a fifth, um, fifth, I would say being unafraid to be yourself. You know, so like your vulnerability, the thing that you're scared of is actually the thing that's going to make people connect to you the most. And you, you see the evolution of a lot of a lot of uh, rappers, as an example, who start off and they don't have a lot of money. They've got the chains and they've got, you know, the, the they're trying to show off. But then once they actually make it, they don't need to show off anymore because they have the inner confidence. And so having the confidence to, to be yourself, to, to show the, the vulnerabilities and the weakness is the thing that's actually going to make people connect to you the most. Yes, yes, this is so true, man. When I started my YouTube and my vlog and at the beginning, you start to be like, yeah, I am professional and you're like uh, saying stuff, but you're all, all in your head. And then once you become more free and you say your stuff that you really suck at, then people are more connected to you. Right. And uh, I, I just like you said, like it's a lot of repetition. And the more you do it, uh, then you develop the muscle, just like going to the gym. So. If we look, uh, for example, at failures, what was your own, uh, one of your biggest failures? And looking back at it, uh, what did you learn from it? I think the biggest failure that I had was when I was 18 years old and I went to Paris and I was a tourist and I had my map out and a girl came up and in perfect French asking for directions. And I was thinking, I, I want to ask her out. And I didn't twig in my head that why she asked me for directions in perfect French. But anyway, I was too afraid. I was too afraid to ask her out. I didn't have the courage and she walked away. And I ended up taking a picture of that area and I posted it on my wall, just like I have pictures on my wall now. And what it was a reminder was not to live with regret and that I could deal with failure. Like what's the, what am I so afraid of? Why am I afraid to ask her out? Because I'm afraid of rejection. But I don't want to be afraid of rejection. I don't want to be afraid of failure. What I want to be afraid of is not knowing. And I took that mindset to everything else that I've now done is that that harsh lesson at 18, if I'm afraid of doing something, I make the fear of not knowing bigger than the fear of failure. So I can handle any failure, but I can't handle not knowing. And uh, that's, that led me to start my first company. That led me to do my YouTube channel, my books, everything that I've done, just the fear of regret over the fear of failure. Yeah, this is something that I still struggle with sometimes when I want to do something and then it's like you're paralyzed, your entire body, you paralyze yourself. You want to do something and then like, ah, you're stuck. And I see... Well, well, that's the thing, like as soon as you, if you ever catch that, because I think we do that subconsciously all the time. I think by, by default, that's what people do. We play small by default. Mm -hmm. Our head will talk us down from the things that we're meant to be doing. But when you catch it, then in my mind, then you have to go off and do that thing. Even if it's not, uh, even if it's not a full expression of yourself, just, just to eat the demon. Like anytime you feel yourself playing small because of somebody else's opinion, then you have to go off and do that thing. So an example, 
um, I'm on a flight just recently from LA to Toronto, but I had a stopover in Houston and I had this blue sleep mask on my face because I was trying to sleep. I couldn't sleep because the guy next to me was coughing every 18 and a half seconds. And so I get to Houston and I still have my sleep mask on and I'm like, oh, I got to take my sleep mask off because people are going to see me. And because that was part of the reason why I wanted to take it off, then I had to keep it on because people would judge me for wearing this big sleep mask through the airport. Then I had to keep it on the entire time through the airport. And then I got on Instagram and started doing DMs with people with my sleep mask on just to eat the judgment, mm -hmm. just to eat it. Now that's not an expression of myself. I don't go walking every day with a sleep mask on my face, but because I was worried about other people's opinions of me for doing that, then I had to go and do that thing. And so it was worth it just to build the muscle like that. That muscle building is so important because when you live your life based off of what other people expect you to do or think you should do, when all of them are living mediocre lives that they hate themselves, then you lose. And so anytime you feel yourself playing small because of somebody else's opinion, then you have like train yourself. You have to go off and do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you said, you got to train that, that mind every single day. And, and what I think it's like, uh, once I put a different filter and see like, okay, this person that I'm uh, afraid to talk with, for example, is just like me because he's in his head as well. Right? So once we see others that they are all the same, we're all humans, we're all, kind of uh, have the same kind of feelings we all have the same kind of thought and when you put that filter then it actually helps you uh, I think it can help you I think I think though it can also hurt you in that I think people will always lean in on a positive in that hey if you if you want to reach out to somebody on your podcast like if if you were nervous about reaching out to me as an example uh, it's easy to say well Look, Evan's just a normal guy. Evan's nice. Like, of course, he's going to say yes, and, and he's going to respond to me. Awesome. And that may be, like, the, the actual case scenario. But maybe I'm an ass. Like, maybe, maybe I, I respond and say, no, I never want to hear from you again. You're a terrible human being. Like, you suck. You think I'm going to come on your show? Like, I could, be, I could be, like, the worst human alive. But the fact that you still reached out is what I tie my self-respect to, that you were nervous to do something, and you did it regardless of what the answer was, regardless of if I said yes or no, the fact that you did it is what I would be tying my, I'd be like clapping it up. Like, yes, that's amazing. I went off and did that thing I was scared to do, even if it didn't work out. Um, so another question I had for you is, uh, cause I see it's something that happened to me lately and it's yeah. about confidence. I see, okay. I believe that confidence comes from, uh, the more you saying that you're going to do something to yourself and you actually back it up by action every single day, right? So the more you do stuff that you tell to yourself, like going to the gym, like making calls, like doing another extra video for your YouTube, you be develop that confidence. But the, the more you don't do it, then your confidence goes down. Do you think it's something like up and down? Like you have like a couple days that's, oh, you, you're really, really good. And then you slack at it. So how, how can you make sure you're always getting that better without falling, falling, falling? You understand? Yeah. So I think you have to be very careful about the goals that you set for yourself. You have to be very careful about what you say that you are going to do. And then you have to make sure that you do those things that you say you're going to do. I think that's how you build self-respect and confidence. When you say, I'm going to go do this thing, and then you do it, especially when it's hard, like if you say, I'm going to stick to my diet, right? I'm going to stick to my diet. I have a goal to eat whatever calories or I'm not going to eat junk food today. 
when it's easy, then it's not confidence building. It's like running the race against three-year-olds. It's easy. It's not, you don't feel great about that. You got the win, but you don't feel self-respect or confidence for it. But it's when it's difficult, like maybe you're starving or maybe you have a big headache or there's a lot of other reasons that you would want to go and eat that junk food and everybody in the world would let you off the hook. Everybody would say, it's okay. Like just, you've had a rough day. Go and do that. It's hard. But when it's hard and you do the thing, that's when you actually build your self-respect and confidence. When everybody would let you off the hook and say, it's okay, don't worry, and then you still do it, that's when you build your ultimate confidence in yourself. And so you have to be very careful about the goals you set for yourself daily, and then you have to do the goals, especially when they're hard. And you could say, tomorrow I'm not going to do that, and that's okay, but like today I have to go off and do this thing. So how, for example, you do stuff that you don't have to do. It's not a must for you. For example, uh, lately I've been like, uh, I, I had to cover my, uh, my debt that I had in my bank. So when it's a must, you're like, okay, I need to start moving and making calls. And once it's like, okay, you, you clear that debt, then it's not a must anymore. So how you, sure. you still do those stuff in all, uh, when it's not a must, you understand? Yeah. Uh, I... I try to force myself to consume people and content that pushes me forward. So as an example, I hear what you're saying. In my environment, I don't have friends who really push me forward. Of my friends, I'm probably the hardest working. Of my friends, I've probably had the most success. I'm lucky that the people in my life are not saying, Evan, you suck, and like, why are you doing this, and complaining, but they're not pushing me forward. It's easy for me to, to just coast on where I am because, to your point, like I've paid my debts. There's nothing forcing me to go off and get better. And so how I do it is I surround myself with my videos. So I might think I'm doing such a great job and I'm thinking big and I'm having a huge impact and I'm reaching millions of people. Awesome. And then I'll watch a, a video of Elon Musk talking about having a backup plan for the entire planet and what he's doing. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm nothing. Like I'm just getting started. Right. And so being around those people daily makes me want to go off and achieve more. Uh, and so, I impose that on myself. I make that part of my daily schedule, my daily routine, my daily content, what I'm consuming, so that it makes me strive to be better every day. Because I don't have, like I haven't had to make, make a decision based off of money since I was 22. So why, why keep growing, why keep building? I could have just invested and coasted and lived off of interest and returns. Why build a team? Why have 24 people on my company now? Why invest in other businesses? Why build a YouTube channel? Why write books? because I want to have a bigger impact. And so surrounding myself with people who are doing more than me pushes me forward. So I think it's all related to your identity as well, right? When, when you expand your own identity. And uh, what I see many people struggle, including me, is our identity about uh, our finance. How, how much can we make, right? And okay. when it's uh, started to be better than what we actually believe that we are capable of, we sabotage it. And I see it happen for me a lot, a lot, a lot. So what would you suggest in order to stop sabotaging yourself financially and expanding your identity? Yeah, so and whatever the thing is that you want to be great at, I would, I would start surrounding myself with people and resources who are great at that thing. So if it was about money, uh, then I look at who are the people that I want to learn from around money. 
if it's if it's Warren Buffett or Robert Kiyosaki or whoever it is, David Bach, like whoever you look up to and say, wow, they've got it figured out, and I would consume them every day. I would have them on my wall as a reminder. I'd subscribe to their YouTube channels, listen to their podcasts, get their newsletters, read a chapter from their book every day. The people who are best in the world at the thing that I'm weak at, that I want to get better at, I want to be around that every single day. I think that's what helps you go forward. I think if you want to, you know, if, if there's somebody in your life, awesome, that can help you, great. But chances are all your friends have the same problem as you do. You might be even better than they are right now. And so it's hard to go to your friends and get that information. And so I look up to aspirational mentors. So find those people. Like for me, lacking belief, I surround myself with the videos that I put up on my channel of people doing amazing things and having belief in themselves. And that slowly moves my line forward of how much I believe in myself. Yeah, so just for people that uh, listen to this, surrounding yourself with amazing people doesn't necessarily mean physically, right? Just like you said, podcast, videos, whatever it is that you can actually see here, right? Yeah, I think, I think you have to play to your strengths. So for me, I'm naturally an introvert. That doesn't come out on uh, interviews. People think I'm super extroverted. I have to get up for these, you know? Like Thursday, I, I do all day interviews and podcasts and, and hangouts. And I carry that energy forward, but naturally I'm an introvert. And so I, I don't talk to people when I go to events. I don't talk to the person next to me on an airplane. I don't, I don't, um, that's not my strength. My strength is more analytical. My strength is more research. And so I learn through aspirational mentors is what I call them. So Bill Gates saved my company, even though I've never met him because I learned his strategy. I applied it to my company and I grew. If you're the kind of person who always needs to be around people and that's the best way you learn, then, then go make it your goal to go find those people and hang around them. If you are introverted and love learning from listening to podcasts and watching videos, then great. There's tons of people who are sharing amazing information who can teach you. And so I think you just need to play to your strengths. Uh, I think there might be some people locally who you can connect with one-on-one. -on -one, and I think there's definitely a ton of resources online, including your show, that people can listen to and learn and get better from. So what is the legacy you would like to leave? I don't think about that. Um, I don't think of like I'm dead. I don't know. I don't think about what what's going to happen after after I'm gone. I think about what I'm doing right now. Uh, I have my I have my lifetime goal. That's never going to happen. I've got my mission. I want to solve the world's biggest problem. It's never going to happen. And then I'm doing what I'm doing, like the next couple months. And I have no five year goal or ten year goal. And I and I don't really think about how I'm going to be remembered after I'm gone. I'm, I care more about like what I'm going to do while I'm alive. And what is the mission? I want to solve the world's biggest problem. I, w I think everybody has Michael Jordan level talent at something, but they either don't know what it is or they don't believe in themselves enough to go out and find it. And I'm trying to empty the ocean and I have a spoon and every day I'm taking one spoonful of water out of the ocean. I'm never going to empty the ocean. It's never going to be solved in my lifetime or probably anybody's, but I'm still getting up every day and doing my best to try to empty that ocean. You surely do an amazing job, man, and those little spoons that you say uh, are very, very impactful, including for me and I, I'm sure for many, many other people around the world. And I think that's what gets most of uh, real entrepreneurs to actually do the stuff even when they don't want to do, because you're not focusing on you. You know the impact and the more you get that feedback from people that tells you, oh my God, your videos have changed my life there is something inside in your heart that's like you do it right so you yeah I, I think humans are built to serve i think if you're not happy it's because you're not serving enough mm -hmm. 
And I think some people are built to serve the world and you want to you want to have a huge impact and, and they go into making YouTube channels and podcasts and shows like yours. And some people want to serve the 20 closest people to them, just their friends and family. And like that's that's serving to them. But I think everybody, 99.99% of people are built to serve. And so finding the thing that and the way that you can serve and then leaning in more on that uh, is how you will find your fulfillment and your happiness. Um, and so if you're not happy, it's because you're not serving enough people. Yes. Thank you so much, man. Uh, that was really great uh, to have you on the show. And of course, where can people find you? Uh, where, Evan Carmichael, pretty much everywhere. Uh, Amazon, if you want the books, YouTube, Snapchat, Instagram, all those places. Just look for Evan Carmichael. Awesome. Thank, thank you so much, man. I appreciate your time. Cool. Thanks a lot, man. Great to be here. If you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the Mind Body Podcast, feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share this podcast on Instagram by tagging the Mind Body Podcast. Do you want to be a part of the Mind Body Podcast? So remember the FAST Factor. The FAST Factor stands for 1. Facebook Become a part of the MindBody Podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook the MindBody Podcast community. Number 2. Act Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or interview. 3. Subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you're visual like me, then just search the Mind Body Podcast on YouTube. And number four, train others. Because just like I always say, leaders create leaders, and you're all here to grow together. And by training others, you're training yourself. So this is the fast factor. Remember it. Facebook act, subscribe, and train others. Oh, and please feel free to leave a review which will engage all your VAC senses. And the VAC senses stands for visual, auditory, and kinesthetic, which when you use all the three combined, you remember stuff much better. For more information about my coaching, public speaking, and taking your mind and body to all new levels, check my site at lidodayan.com. Till then, never, ever forget to smile. See you soon.